Yo, today's QOT is when good people do well, they simply do more good. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to our Finance Friday episode where we talk about all things money mindset. We've got Lisa Nichols on the show today. You know, we tend to get into this headspace where we feel like abundance is only reserved for the few. That it's for those people over there those people who don't look like me, the people who grew up different than me, who had different parents, who went to different schools, whatever it may be. And that's just one big lie. That's just the furthest thing from the truth. Like abundance is for everybody. Abundance, not to sound all cliche, but abundance is your birthright. We're all born to be abundant, but what we do is we set up all of these blocks to our abundance. So what Lisa's going to talk about today is like abundance is for everybody. It's not just for the, the few. Abundance is for you and you and you and you. It's for everybody and there's more than enough to go around. All you got to do is claim your abundance and be willing to serve for your abundance. And when you do that, you just become abundant. Here's Lisa. Um. There are three myths about abundance. One is that it's for those people over there that look like that, that live over there, that have that background. And here's what I know about the truth, that once you know the truth, you can never unlearn the truth. Now you just have to choose to live like you know it, but you never get to unlearn it. That's why we say, I know better, because we know the truth, and then we know what we're doing. And so uh, abundance is not just for some people of a certain hue or a certain geographical origin or a certain background. Abundance is all of our birthright. Like because we were born, we have breath in our body, that your past does not in any way, shape or form equal your future. Like it doesn't matter where we come from. It doesn't matter the story. It doesn't matter the experience. What matters is what do I choose to do with that? Is it fuel for me? Is it feeding my soul? Is it feeding my future? Or am I using it as my story to not play big in the world? And then the second myth is that abundance is singularly focused. It's just about money or it's just about possessions. That couldn't be further from the truth. Wealth is about possessions and money. Abundance is a 360 experience. Abundance is about the relationships you have in your life. That's abundance. Abundance is about your spiritual awareness, your ability to ground, to forgive, to let go, you know, to release. Abundance has everything to do with that. Abundance is also a physical thing. Abundance in your health, abundance in your body, abundance in your limbs. And then it also is about the money. And that it's okay to understand that money is a dignified conversation to have. That it doesn't question your spirituality to say, I want to be dutifully and rightfully compensated for the contribution that I bring to the planet. 
You like that baby? She said, now you're talking my kind of language. Right. That we have such an unhealthy relationship to money because we make money uh, measure our spirituality or our level of servanthood. That when you're a servant leader, you should do very well. Let me say that again. When you're a servant leader, you should do very well because when good people do well, they simply do more good. It's very simple. There's no, no intense mathematical equation. When good people do well, you're just going to be more of who you were when you didn't have money. If you're doing good with no money, then we need to give you all the money you need so you can do good with money. Come on now. That's just, it's, a, it's a simple truth. But we have a tendency to measure our servanthood, our godliness, our, our level of give based on the money we make. And I know that personally, and I know both sides of it. Because in 1994, many of you may have heard this before, 1994, I was on government's assistance. I, we were just driving here, and we passed a WIC building. And I don't ever pass a WIC building without paying homage. Never, ever. As you might not know about that, but WIC is when you have a baby and you can't feed that baby and they give you free cheese and free milk and free pasta and you get to make all and juice. You make all the macaroni and cheese you possibly can because you got all the elements to make it and every now and then you throw in a little broccoli if you can, if you can afford that. That's not on the program. And we just passed the WIC building on the way here. You know what? I, right. And I looked at it and I pointed it out to Carl. I said, Carl, look at the WIC building. I never, ever passed one without paying homage. Because I was that mother in line, feeling two experiences, a little shame and a lot of gratitude. I was that same mother at the government's assistance line, waiting in line to get my EDT card. Grateful. Grateful for the food stamps. A little shame but more grateful. So when I look at my life today, that I'm the CEO of a multi-million dollar company, that I'm traveling the world, autographing things and inspiring people, that I'm spending weeks in Kazakhstan and Croatia and, and Germany and Slovenia, places where they don't speak any English, they're calling for me to come and get my message. You can't tell me that good people shouldn't do well. You can't tell me that there isn't a blessing on its way just for you. You can't tell me that there isn't a bountiful life of abundance that doesn't have your name on it. You just can't tell me because I'm that same student that got no grade higher than a C plus in school. I'm that same student that got a fail in English the last time I took English. You can't tell me that there's not a special blessing for you when I'm on my seventh bestseller. I'm just going to claim bestseller now. Why wait, right? Why wait till the New York Times said? I'm going to tell them, my seventh bestseller. You can't tell me I'm the same student that the last time I took a speech class, I got a D minus. Your future cannot be determined by your circumstances, by someone else's perception of you. My grandmother says other people's perception of you ain't none of your business. Right? Right? And so you can't be defined by the things that you've gone through. Everything is fuel. Say everything. Everything. Everything is fuel. Everything is fuel. Now some of it is clear fuel and some of it smells like manure. But you can't grow some good seeds without having manure on it. Like when I wanted to lay my backyard down, my brother said, we got to cover the whole backyard in manure. I said, well, that stinks. He said, but good stuff grows for some things that stink sometimes. And so I just stopped by to ask you, what are you doing with your fuel? How are you using your fuel? Whether your fuel is a health opportunity, 
That's what I choose to call a health challenge. Mm -hmm. Whether your fuel is a financial opportunity, that, that the divine is showing you how to be grateful for your pennies so you can attract your dollars, how to be mindful and responsible, that you can't attract abundance financially if you're not mining your pennies that you currently have in the right manner. Treat your existing money well and new money will come to you. Treat your existing relationships well and you'll attract the best, most high relationships. Now you have to know that when you elevate yourself, when it comes to dealing with people, not everyone's going to come to you. So if you are a woman and you happen to be single, and you don't get asked out a lot, don't worry. It's because you've you put your bar to a place where they're self-selecting out. That ain't bad. That ain't bad. That ain't bad, right? That's all right. That's all right. Just call it that. Just treat it as a fuel that it is for who, the woman that you are and the woman that you're becoming. Treat it. Because so, it's the way you tell the story that has the impact on you. Your story is either going to be your fortress or your fuel. Your fortress to stand between you and the life you love or your fuel to, to accelerate you to that life. You choose how you tell the story. You choose how you allow it to feed your life. I just stopped by to stir your soul a bit. I stopped by to let you know that you're brilliant. Only brilliant people sit in this room and have this conversation. Everyone else wants the highlights from you. Just know that, baby. Just be clear. And so you have to watch out for yourself because you're 70% is somebody else's 159%. And you might make the mistake of thinking your 70% is all you want to get. And it's hard when you're brilliant because your 70% is impressive. Y'all get that, right? Y'all silent now. Yes, you are exposed. You are exposed. And oftentimes, when you're this kind of woman in this kind of conversation, we've gone through life, we've gone through life measuring our light and how much we allow it to shine. Because we step in a space and we check ourselves to make sure the room can handle us. And then we recalibrate, you know, you got the dial, see, you got the dial, and you dial, you change the dial to make, to just, uh, just adjust to the room so the room can take you in. You've been exposed. You've been exposed. I challenge you, sis. I charge you, sis, to spend 2016 keeping the dial locked on high locked on high. You don't even know how to turn it down. You walk in a room and you no longer ask the room for permission to be you, yes. to do you. You no longer ask the room, can they handle you? You walk in the room and you just do you and you give them an opportunity to adjust their dials yes. to where you are. You give them an opportunity to adjust their dials and not in a braggadocious, not in an eager way, but in a way of opportunity. See, because one of the things I put in the book is that you need to be around people that make you tippy toe. Not squat, not dip, but tippy-toe. And if you can be that blessing for someone else, be that blessing for someone else. I came to put you on your tippy-toes. I came for that. That it's no longer time for you to measure a room and go, can they handle my light? See, it's not for you to dim your light so that others can, 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 can be validated in your presence or others can handle your light. It's not your job to dim your light down from 159 watts to 70 watts. It's your job to keep your light at 159 watts. And if the people around you can't handle your light, hand them some shade. I'm just saying. All right, that was Lisa Nichols. Her website is motivatingthemasses.com. You can find today's talk on YouTube. It is called Presenting Episode 1, Lisa Nichols. Hope you enjoyed this week's talks. You have a fabulous weekend, and I will see you on Monday. I'm out. Peace. Peace.